Hello, Jason here with Zion ID. Um, as the clock ticks towards Jesus' second coming and millennial reign, our current crop of governments are going to be faced with a lot of different scenarios that test them. And the scriptures are pretty clear that Babylon and her institutions are unsustainable and that they're not really built to handle all sorts of circumstances because they're too fragile or they're too corrupt or their structure contains some sort of weakness that won't allow them, uh, that makes them unfit for the eternities. You know, extreme circumstances are not easy for any of us to deal with on an individual level, as a family, as a community, and, you know, as a national government. And so, you know, these, these uh, end of days, you know, whatever you want to call them, end of days desolations that are going to be coming our way are going to highlight the fact that what the way that we're living right now in Babylon is not uh, the final, you know, constitution. It's not the final governance um, that will rule over us. There is something better. And it on, the only way to get to that something better is to go through some tough times and to humble us and to turn our hearts towards the Lord and to have some humility and some repentance after all, that is the ultimate purpose of plagues and difficult things. It's for us to realize and understand our complete dependence upon the Lord. Well, it's now February of the year 2020, and we're hearing about all sorts of scary things coming out of Wuhan, China with the outbreak of coronavirus. In the city of Wuhan, there's a lab that studies the world's most dangerous pathogens. Um, we have reason to believe that this man-made, you know, genetically altered coronavirus escaped from that lab and has now begun to spread very quickly um, throughout not only Wuhan, but surrounding provinces and even throughout all of China, where I think as of today, there's 700 million people under quarantine as the Chinese government attempts to slow down the spread of coronavirus. Um, the scriptures talk about a desolating sickness that will come into the land before Jesus' second coming. Do we know that this coronavirus is that desolating sickness? No. But is it relevant? Is it worth our time to study the doctrines that have been revealed about desolating sickness so that we can prepare? Absolutely. So let's start in DNC section 29, uh, verses 14 and 17. It says, Behold, I say unto you that before this great day shall come, it shall come to pass because of the wickedness of the world that I will take vengeance upon the wicked. For the cup of mine indignation is full. For behold, my blood shall not cleanse them if they hear me not. And the great and abominable church, or in other words, the kingdom of the devil, these, you know, these unsustainable institutions that aren't fit for eternity, which is the whore of all the earth, shall be cast down. 
And this, uh, this has not come to pass, but surely must, as I live, for abominations shall not reign. So in that verse, in, in those verses in section 29 of the Doctrine and Covenants, the Lord is uh, telling us why these abominations will come to pass. And very clearly he sets, he says, it's because of the wickedness of the world. Um, we do need to turn our hearts towards him. Doctrine and Covenants section 45 Jesus clearly explains, For verily I say unto you that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the light and the life of the world, a light that shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. I came unto my own, and mine own received me not. But unto as many as received me gave I power to do many miracles, and to become the sons of God. And even unto them that believed on my name gave I power to obtain eternal life. And even so I have sent mine everlasting covenant into the world, to be a light to the world, and to be a standard for my people, and for the Gentiles to seek to it, and to be a messenger before my face, to prepare the way before me. Wherefore, come ye unto it. And with him that cometh I will reason as with men in days of old, and I will show unto you my strong reasoning. Wherefore hearken ye together, and let me show unto you even my wisdom, the wisdom of him whom ye say is the God of Enoch, and his brethren, who were separated from the earth, and were received unto myself, a city reserved until a day of righteousness shall come a day which was sought for by all holy men. So Jesus lays out that he is the light and he has established his gospel, his everlasting covenant. And unto this standard shall the Gentiles seek. And as we do this, he is no respecter of persons. He will bless us just as freely as he blessed the city of Zion in Enoch's time, right? So this stuff is all laid out. But then comes the whammy in verse 29. It says, But they receive it not, for they perceive not the light, and they turn their hearts from me because of the precepts of men. And in that generation shall the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be men standing in that generation that shall not pass until they shall see an overflowing scourge. For a desolating sickness shall cover the land, but my disciples shall stand in holy places and shall not be moved. But among the wicked, men shall lift up their voices and curse God and die. And there shall be earthquakes also in diverse places and many desolations. Yet men will harden their hearts against me and they will take up the sword one against another and they will kill one another. So what happens if we don't deal with this chain of events correctly? It says that when the overflowing scourge or the desolating sickness comes into our lands, um, those who don't turn their hearts to God will instead curse God. And they um, will harden their hearts against him. And then it leads to war as they take up the sword one against another.
concerning modern governments um, in Israel, in China, in the United States, you know, Africa, everywhere, I think it's, um, it's easy to argue that some governments are more prepared than others, but perhaps none of the political parties are fully prepared to deal with what is to come. Uh, the Lord knows their doings. He knows their secret collusions. Um, and Isaiah spoke openly about it thousands of years ago in chapter 28, verses 14 and 15 of the book of Isaiah. He said, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men, that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because ye have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. So that verse from Isaiah is describing that Israel thinks they'll be safe, and that they'll be rescued, and that the desolating sickness won't come among them because they've made some sort of deal with the devil. But verses 17 and 20 are very clear. It says, Judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then ye shall be trodden down by it. For the time that it goeth, excuse me, from the time that it goeth forth, it shall take you. For morning by morning shall it pass over, by day and by night. And it shall be a vexation only to understand the report. For the bed is shorter than a man can stretch himself on it, and the covering narrower than he can wrap himself in it. Um, Moroni saw our day as well. In Ether chapter 8, verses 22 through 26, it says, And whatsoever nation shall uphold such secret combinations to get power and gain until they shall spread over the nation, behold, they shall be destroyed. For the Lord will not suffer that the blood of his saints, which shall be shed by them, shall always cry unto him from the ground for vengeance upon them, and yet he avenge them not. Wherefore, O ye Gentiles, it is wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto you, that whereby ye may repent of your sins, and suffer not that these murderous combinations shall get above you, which are built up to get power and gain, and the work, yea, even the work of destruction come upon you. Yea, even the sword of the justice of the eternal God shall fall upon you to your overthrow and destruction, if ye shall suffer these things to be. Wherefore the Lord commandeth you, when ye shall see these things come among you, that ye shall awake to a sense of your awful situation, because of the secret combination which shall be among you. Or woe be unto it, because of the blood of them who have been slain, for they cry from the dust for vengeance upon it, and also upon those who built it up. For it cometh to pass that who, cometh to pass, 
that whoso buildeth it up seeketh to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries, and it bringeth to pass the destruction of all people. For it is built up by the devil, who is the father of all lies, even that same liar who beguiled our first parents, yea, even that same liar who hath caused man to commit murder from the beginning, who hath hardened the hearts of men that they have murdered the prophets and stoned them and cast them out from the beginning. Wherefore I, Moroni, am commanded to write these things, that evil may be done away, and that the time may come that Satan may have no power upon the hearts of the children of men, but that they may be persuaded to do good continually, that they may come unto the fountain of all righteousness and be saved. Certainly our world is full of secret combinations. Um, whether it be those that control the Middle Eastern oil cartels, whether it be those who are part of the modern-day Pharisee network known as Shabbat that works its way through Russia and through Israel and through the United States, whether it be the communist parties of China, um, we certainly are not immune to secret collusions going on where powerful men intend to overthrow many of our freedoms that will not stand up right in the last days um desolating sickness that's going to come among us represents the lord's vengeance in doctrine and covenant section 97 he says for behold and lo vengeance cometh speedily upon the ungodly as the whirlwind and who shall escape it the Lord's scourge shall pass over by night and by day, and the report thereof shall vex all people. Yea, it shall not be stayed until the Lord come. So that's interesting. How long will this scourge or these plagues or this desolating sickness last once it begins? It will not end until the Lord comes again. For the indignation of the Lord is kindled against their abominations and all their wicked works. Nevertheless, Zion shall escape if she observe to do all things whatsoever I have commanded her. But if she observe not to do whatsoever I have commanded her, I will visit her according to all her works with sore affliction, with pestilence, with plague, with sword, with vengeance, with devouring fire. Nevertheless, let it be read this once to her ears, that I, the Lord, have accepted of her offering. And if she sin no more, none of these things shall come upon her. And I will bless her with blessings and multiply a multiplicity of blessings upon her and upon her generations forever and ever, saith the Lord your God. Amen. So there's the agency. Look, the Gentiles, the Jews, they've all had choice to come unto the gospel, to partake in the everlasting covenant, or to reject it. These prophecies of rejection of the covenant are not pleasant. Hearing about punishments and vengeance and forced humility, um, those are not the rosy things that we like to discuss. Nevertheless, it all has been prophesied. It's all been written in the scriptures and the warnings are clear. It looks like um, the plagues will be coming among us, right? 
um, just remember that these plagues serve a purpose and that Zion can escape if she observed to do all things that the Lord has commanded us. This is a time to listen to the prophets, to be strengthening our families by teaching the gospel within the homes, um, to be preaching the gospel to others so that they can also receive their warning. Um, because we do know that in the end, Zion is going to win out. And the corrupt institutions of Babylon will be replaced by the eternal sustainability of Zion, a people of one heart and one mind who, here's the key part, dwell in righteousness, led by Christ the King. So if coronavirus starts to spread outside of, the, outside of China, and it goes and it spreads throughout Africa and throughout India and makes its way to the United States and across the globe. Heed the warnings that the CDC and the World Health Organization are putting out there. Um, don't take them lightly. Heed the warnings. Have a store of food um, so that you'll be able to abide the day. And then when it's all said and done, we'll be able to look back and say, through our faith, we were preserved. And through the power of the priesthood, we were prepared. And we were organized and we stayed together rather than um, being torn apart. Those, that's the hope. That's the hope of how we can deal with things in the last days.